Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy. This is episode 36. Wow, we're on episode 36. This has been a wonderful, fantastic thing we've been doing since last fall. So good to gather with you every week to answer your questions about traditional cooking. There is quite a queue of questions, but I want to invite you, if you have questions about traditional cooking, to add them to the Ask Wardy queue. And you can do that by uh, tweeting me. Tweet at Trad Cook School and use the hashtag Ask Wardy. You can see them right behind me. Um, Well, on Facebook Live, you can't quite because it's a square. But you can tweet me your questions or you can email wardy at askwardy.tv. And my name is W-A-R-D-E-E. So we have got a great question today from Janet. Before I do that, though, I just want to welcome everyone to the live broadcast and or to the podcast if you're checking it out as a replay. Um, I have complete show notes for you at this link, tradcookschool.com aw036. What you're going to find there are the notes and links that I mentioned today in our broadcast slash podcast. Um, And if you're live with me right now, the video is not embedded because we're recording it right now. And uh, also if you're live, the podcast is not there because we're recording it right now. But within a few hours, both of those will be up at the show notes. But if you want to check out this link in another browser um, or something like that, just go to tradcookschool.com slash aw036 to get the notes and links that I'm talking about to answer Janet's question today. Um, and we've got a funny comment there. I appreciate that. No, you're not, you have not ruined your grains. You're a genius. So Janet, that's your first answer today. (laughs) Even before we get to your question, somebody's already telling you you're a genius. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get into, um, the question today. So we have, um, Janet M with a question. The short version is that she made uh, coconut kefir with her kefir grains and her grains and her uh, regular milk kefir that she's making with them don't smell or taste good now. She wants to know, did I ruin my grains? So that's the question. Here's the full version. She said, I read somewhere that I can make coconut kefir out of coconut milk. I tried it with coconut milk from a carton, the kind you would drink or put on cereal, not from a can. It didn't work and now the milk kefir I use those grains for seems not to taste or smell as good, almost like it's too sour or bad. Did I ruin my kefir grains, says Janet. All right, um, I'm gonna give you an answer. I'm also gonna get us all on the same page here. Um, If you don't know what kefir is, go to traditionalcookingschool.com and you can search the word K-E-F-I-R to find out what it is, what's so wonderful about it, and some variations we've covered. We also go into depth teaching it with video demonstrations inside Traditional Cooking School premium. So that's an option for you as well if you're interested. Kefir is one of my favorite cultured dairy. Um, It's got a more rich and diverse um, uh, beneficial culture of bacteria and yeast than yogurt, for instance. We love yogurt too, but there's just more, (laughs) way more in kefir. Um, 
it also doesn't require like a hundred degree plus temperature to um, culture. You're just plopping your grains in milk and within a day or two at room temperature, it makes itself. Uh, it's a little bit bubbly and effervescent because the organisms are respirating more carbon dioxide than, than yogurt. Uh, so you get a little bit bubbly. It's also more tart and I never have a problem with more tart. Anyway, so it might be an acquired taste, but it is a beautiful cultured food that we've had for a long, long time. And we do a lot with it at traditional cooking school. Another thing to refer to, because Janet is saying that she's using her dairy kefir grains to make um, coconut kefir. Well, back in the archives of Ask Wardy, episode two, we actually covered how to make coconut kefir three ways. Um, and there's probably between the comments and other things that have come up, we've got even more. But all you have to do is go to tradcookschool.com slash AW002 for episode two to read all about that. Or you can go to the show notes for today and there will be a link there. Um, so Janet, what I'm not exactly sure um, what you use to make your coconut kefir. Um, you said you did it from the kind that's a carton that you'd pour on cereal, um, not from a can. So I'm not sure exactly if you use coconut water, which doesn't have the coconut cream, it's the water of the coconut, or if, you, or if it was a white liquid, so it actually was the water and the coconut cream together, so it was white. But in either case, um, it's not working, well, it didn't work for you. And now you're wondering if you've ruined your grain. So let's talk through all that. Um, first, to address the difference between the two kinds of coconut water slash, or to address the difference between coconut water and coconut milk. So the coconut milk has the cream and the water, so it's like a white, um, thick liquid. And then you have the coconut water that's just the water from the coconut. So it's like this lightly pink slash yellow clearish liquid. Um, the, the coconut milk is what we often have as a, um, a dairy milk alternative. And if you ferment that, I have a picture for you here. If you ferment that, you get something that looks a lot like kefir or uh, yogurt. See, it's thick and white. It's way brighter white than um, dairy yogurt or dairy kefir. Um, it has a different flavor, of course, because, you know, it's different, uh, but that's what you end up with. If you fermented coconut water with your dairy grains, you would get like a clearish kind of beverage, drinkable beverage. So I'm not sure which direction you went, but since you said it's the kind that you pour on a cereal, I'm leaning toward it being white, but um, it could be white like the milk substitute, but it could be the coconut water. I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, the point is, did you ruin your grains? Not necessarily. In fact, a commenter has said you're brilliant, and I agree, thinking outside the box. I mean, you read it somewhere, but the cultures that we use, the mother cultures like dairy kefir grains or water kefir grains or kombucha scoby or a powdered culture that we add to something, they are very versatile. I got an email the other day from somebody who told me, you don't need to get mesophilic culture to make cheese. Now this is a little bit of a tangent, but you're gonna see what I'm talking about here. And she was absolutely right. She doesn't buy a separate mesophilic culture. She uses, I can't remember if it was yogurt or kefir, and she uses that to make all her cheeses. That's how versatile our mother cultures are. They're beneficial bacteria, sometimes yeast, but in this case, um, we're talking about the beneficial bacteria, the strains of lactobacilli, et cetera. And all these cultures that we make have them and you can use them in different ferments. So you can take your kefir, you can take your yogurt, and you can use that as a starter culture for 
your cheese. You can take your sour cream and use it as a starter culture for your cheese. So that's what Janet, you're doing here is you're taking your dairy kefir grains and you're plopping them into your coconut water slash milk, whichever one it was, and you're hoping to get a coconut kefir out of it. And so um, that is something that many of us have done in one way, shape or form. And I don't think you've necessarily ruined your grains. I, here's some things to keep in mind. So um, dairy kefir grains thrive and grow and do really, really well in regular milk. So cow's milk or goat's milk or other mammalian milk. That's where they thrive and grow. And changing their milk source they can go through transition time too, but that's where they thrive and grow. When you plop them into coconut water or coconut milk, it's not their ideal um, food source. So while they can ferment it and make it thick, like the picture I showed you, or if it's coconut water, they can ferment it and absorb or eat some of the sweetness in the coconut water and you end up with a bubbly, less sweet coconut water when you're done, even though they can do that, they're not gonna last long-term on that because that's not their ideal food source. So when somebody makes coconut kefir or fermented coconut water with a grain, a mother culture that you know can be removed and reused like a, a kefir grain, when they do that, um, they can't just keep making batches of the coconut kefir over and over and over and expect their kefir grains to thrive and do well. They actually have to alternate between their regular cow's milk or goat's milk and the coconut milk slash water um, to keep the grains going. So the grains have what they really need, but they go in to do the coconut occasionally or every other batch or so. Um, and that's what helps them keep going and doing well. Um, so I would think that you may have hit a hiccup but it's not necessarily that your grains are ruined or it didn't, it won't turn out forever. But alternating between the coconut milk or water and your regular milk is generally going to keep your grains happy. Now, why did the coconut kefir not turn out? And why does now your regular milk kefir not smell so good, not turn out so good? Well, your first batch could have been like you take those grains and you put them in your first batch of coconut kefir and maybe it was just a shock to them. And this happens with our cultures. They are like people, okay? They get their habits and their preferences and they can get in a bad mood and they can not perform um, and it takes time to transition and takes time. So they could have been shocked going to the kefir and then then you put them back in the regular milk and so they're still not back to normal. So the issue here is not that they're ruined, it's that they need time. Um, let's see what else I was gonna say here. The thing is they're probably performing poorly until they get used to um, the new food source and coming back and or, um, well, that's the issue. They're probably just performing poorly because they're shocked, it's new and they need more time. Perhaps they did suffer a bit, that may be the off smell, the not right smell that you're smelling in, when you've gone back to regular milk, um, but they probably haven't died. So I would say you need to put them back in your regular milk and you need to get them back to normal dairy kefir production. Do a few batches if necessary to restore them, put up with some off batches. Um, don't let them go too long. Like we can do that sometimes. We just forget we're fermenting and you know an extra day passes before we, um, before we switch them around. Well, during that extra day, there could, and especially it's the summer, um, they could be out of food in the milk because they've eaten it all. So don't let the batches that you're doing to restore them go too long and 
and be patient and go be willing to go through those extra batches to get them uh, back to normal. Again, kefir grains are like people. <laughs> they have tastes and preferences. They can get a little snippy when they're not happy and we just have to be patient and win them over over time. And we have to play with the factors that keep them happy to keep them going so that they will keep producing for us. Um, I wanna stop here before I have a final recommendation and let you all know that I have a free gift for you at Traditional Cooking School. And that is a free fermenting formulas cheat sheet. If you don't have it already, please stop by and grab it. It's a quick uh, document where I share formulas for creating all kinds of different ferments. So if you wanted to do salsa or pickles or a, a kraut or a blend of veggies into your own kraut, what I do is I go through, you need this much vegetable, you need this much salt or um, if it's whole vegetables, hard vegetables that you're submerging in brine, I say you need this much and you need this much brine and here's how to make brine and this much starter culture. Anyway, that's the point. It's a fermenting formulas cheat sheet and I go through different kinds of ferments and the formula you would need to create your own. You can get that at tradcookschool.com slash ferment cheat, sorry, ferment sheet, where ferment sheet is one word, tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. So I'd love to have you pick that up. It is free. And I've been um, sending that out by email for, I want to say, over maybe two years now. And it is our most popular uh, thing that we give away at Traditional Cooking School. And people get a lot of value out of it. So Janet, just to um, wrap up here, my final thing is what are you going to do now? Like what are you going to do in the future? So let's say you do get your dairy kefir grains back on track through a few regular batches in their regular milk, but probably and um, understandably, you may be fearful of trying this again. And I want to tell you, don't be afraid of it, but here's something that could make ensure that you don't end up in quite a pickle um, as you are right now. Because now you've used all your, presumably, I don't know this for sure, but it is an assumption. You've used all your dairy kefir grains to make that batch of coconut kefir, and now you put them back in regular milk and neither are working. Well, in the future, if you wanna try coconut kefir again, how do you do that and not end up tying up your grains and nothing working? Well, what I would suggest is don't use all your grains next time you try coconut kefir, just try some of them and then those grains will be the ones that you can nurse into getting used to um, the coconut and the regular milk switching back and forth. Then you have these other grains that you never put in coconut water or coconut milk, and those are always gonna make regular milk kefir for you. So they're always gonna be working for you just in case you have an issue with these that you're putting on an alternative track. So I think that will help you in the future, and I. Overall, just wanna say um, that your grains are probably not ruined, that with some TLC, uh, you can nurse them back into producing good kefir for you, and then in the future, you can try coconut kefir by uh, not using all of them. So you always keep back some that are just always performing the way you prefer. All right, well, I'm gonna wrap up here. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me for Ask Wardy today. I've been loving the hearts I'm seeing on Periscope. Loving the comments that are coming in on Periscope and Facebook Live. And just as a reminder, the, um, the show notes that will include the video replay, the podcast, and all the text and links I've mentioned are at tradcookschool.com aw036. And if you want to grab my free fermenting formulas cheat sheet, you go to tradcookschool.com slash fermentcheat. 
and I, ferment sheet. Sorry about that. I've done that twice. Ferment sheet, one word. If you have a question for Ask Wardy in the future, please submit it, send it my way. You can tweet me at School with the hashtag AskWardy, or you can email me, Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E at AskWardy.tv. Thanks everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.